Sa'd ibn Mu'adh, uh, he was that convert. He was that convert who accepted Islam at the hands of Mus'ab ibn Umair, one of the earliest converts uh, at the hands of Mus'ab ibn Umair. And uh, it was because of Sa'd's conversion that his entire tribe accepted Islam. That when Sa'd converted, he told his tribe that I will not speak to anyone of you until you follow this religion. You leave idolatry and you accept Tawheed. And they loved him so much that out of a love for him, they embraced Islam. And this shows the status that he had amongst his people, that out of a love for him, the entire tribe embraced Islam, the entire sub-tribe, meaning not all of the Aus, but even the Aus had many sub-tribes, his sub-tribe, the entire sub-tribe embraced uh, Islam. And uh, Sa'ad ibn Mu'adh as well, uh, uh, what else was narrated about him? Of course, uh, the incident of Badr, we all, we did the incident of Badr, that when the Prophet ﷺ realized that the Quraysh don't have a caravan, they have an army, and he had with him the Muhajirun and the Ansar, and the Ansar had not taken the oath to fight an offensive fight. They had only taken the oath to fight a defensive fight. Remember the Treaty of Aqaba, right? And so he hasn't extracted this oath from them. And so he says to them, well, now that we know it's not the Air of Quraysh, but rather it's the army of Quraysh, what do you say? And so Abu Bakr stood up and said, do as you please, we will follow you. And then he said, uh, you have spoken well. Uh, what do you say? Then Umar stood up and then uh, said it as, as well. And once again, the Prophet said, you have spoken well. And then another person stood above the Muhajirun, and he made even more compliments. And the Prophet said, you have spoken well. Then there was silence, because the Sahaba didn't understand what was going on. It was Sa'ad who understood what's going on. It was Sa'ad who had the intelligence, and who had the Iman, and the courage, and he immediately stood up and says, ta'anina ya Rasulullah. Are you, perhaps you're referencing us, that's what you're waiting. And the silence of the Prophet indicated, yes, that was the case, right? So then he said, Fawallahi, O Messenger of Allah, go wherever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has told you to go. Go forth and go into the, uh, the water or go to Barak al-Ghimad, which is, Barak al-Ghimad means go to the moon. In, like Barak al-Ghimad is a non-existent area. It's like, go wherever you want. Imdhi haythu amvaq Allah. Go wherever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has told you to go and you will find us right behind you. We will not tell you like the Bani Israel said to Moon, you and your Lord go fight, we are here and we're going to sit over here. We will say, you and your Lord go fight and we are with you wherever you go. This is Sa'ad ibn Mu'adh, right? That brave, the brave uh, speech that he gave, one of the most eloquent speeches of the whole seerah. This is Sa'ad ibn Mu'adh. Sa'ad ibn Mu'adh, uh, another story about Sa'ad ibn Mu'adh that really shows his Iman, uh, is that Sa'ad ibn Mu'adh, by the way, he was close friends with Umayyah ibn Khalaf in the days of Jahiliyyah. Umayyah ibn Khalaf, the, the, the infamous Umayyah ibn Khalaf. And they considered themselves to be business brothers. They had something called business brothers. So whenever he would go to Mecca, he would stay in Umayyah's house. Whenever Umayyah would come to Medina or Yathrib, he would stay in Sa'ad's house. So one day, uh, early after the Hijrah, uh, probably in the first year of the Hijrah, he went to Mecca for his business routine and uh, Umayyah said, don't go out in the daytime because there's tension, you know, between Yathrib or Medina and people of Mecca, go out at night. So he went out at night and Abu Jahl heard the noise, went out to see what's going on and lo and behold it is Sa'ad ibn Mu'adh. So Abu Jahl said, how dare you come here when you have helped our renegade, our the Prophet how, how can you be in our city when you have done this to us, you have adopted or you have taken him? How can you do this? And the two of them began verbally raising their voices. Umayyah sided with Abu Jahl and said to Sa'ad, 
don't rebuke Abu Jahl um, or uh, Abu al-Hakam, they called him, not Abu Jahl. Abu Jahl is what we call him. Uh, don't rebuke Abu al-Hakam. He is our Sayyid and our leader. Right? And he sided with Abu Jahl basically against, uh, uh, against uh, Sa'ad and he tried to calm Sa'ad down and he was holding him back. Basically it's going to get physical and Sa'ad says, to, uh, Sa'ad says to Umayyah, get your hands off of me. For wallahi I heard the Prophet say that he will kill you. And this shocked Umayyah because he says, Muhammad says he will kill me. Wallahi he has never spoken a lie in his life. Meaning this must be true. He has never spoken a lie in his life. And he went back shocked to his wife and said, Muhammad has predicted he will kill me. And his wife said, he has said this, then it will be true. And when the battle of Badr happened, that is why Umayyah, if you remember the story, Umayyah tried his best to get out of it. And Umayyah paid somebody 4,000 dinars to go fight. And Umayyah did this, Umayyah did that. Abu Jahl mocked him, threatened him, until finally got the better of him. And he marched to his death, knowing that you know, this would be his death, but this was the, uh, the uh, reality. Uh, Sa'ad ibn Mu'adh, uh, of course, uh, Sa'ad ibn Mu'adh was the one that, uh, when he died, the Prophet ﷺ said, the angels prayed his janazah, and the angels took his body up, and, uh, this is the famous hadith in Bukhari and Muslim. And in other versions, that the throne of Allah shook at the death of Sa'ad. Scholars have said, this is one of two interpretations. The first, it shook out of happiness to greet him. The second, it shook out of anger that somebody killed him. Both interpretations are valid, right? It shook out of happiness to greet him, or it shook out of anger that how dare somebody uh, kill him.